What's up, guys? It's Angie Baxley on the Late Night Facts and Backs podcast. Right now, it is currently 5.45 p.m., so it's a great time to spit on some facts and say completely 100% things. You can reach out to me at latenightfacts.gmail.com and tweet out to me on Twitter for future episode suggestions at, at latenightfacts. Look up my other podcasts, the AA Podcast on Anchor, YouTube, and Spotify. Definitely check it out and hit us up for suggestions. Alright, so... This late afternoon facts I'm going to talk about is um, saying goodbye to friends who are leaving for college and talking about ways to make friends in college um, in an easy fashion and tough subject too and is how to deal with college depression, how to deal with those emotions in college. So we're going to get right to it. First, we're talking about tips for saying farewell, especially to friends who are leaving for college. And the reason why I'm thinking about, the reason why I thought about doing this subject for a podcast is because I had a, I'm not going to mention his name, but I had to say bye to one of my closest friends I've had throughout high school yesterday. Um, it's going to App State, and it's, it was really sad. And the thing is, most, most of all my friends are staying in North Carolina for college, so it's going to be very hard for me when I leave next Thursday to a college in a different state, specifically in Ohio. So saying goodbye to him wasn't the end. I mean, it's not the end of our friendship, but it wasn't the end of saying goodbyes. So I'll have to say goodbye to like five of my closest friends next Wednesday. And it's going to be very, very tough. So hopefully this podcast helps you guys. And hopefully it helps me too um, to get more information how to say farewell in a um, positive and happy fashion. So first point is to focus on the positive. Um, Think of the good times you had with those you're saying goodbye to and remind them of those positive experiences when you go. Um, try to share with one another all the um, happy beach trips you guys went on um, with or day trips, um, school field trips, um, hangouts, sleepovers, um, late night boy nights. Um, try to share those um Try to share those events that happen um, with one another um, as you're saying goodbye. So there could be some light and some positivity in the air during that um, sad goodbye. So that's the first point. Focus on the positive. The second point, embrace the present. Um, saying goodbye often causes us to think back on the past too much, both the good and the bad, and dwell on it. We want to cling to the good times or feel slighted by the bad times. But life and goodbyes is too short for that. Don't allow yourself to dwell on what was. Instead, focus on what is. Be grateful for where you are today. Encourage others to do the same. Um, 
I know it's very tempting to focus on the negative people and the situations, but do not go there. Instead, wish everyone, yes, everyone, well in this present moment. So that's number two, embrace the present. Number three, share your sadness. These might sound <laughs> cliche, guys, but um, if you've changed it up a little bit and fit it to your doing of saying goodbye to friend at work the same way. Um, number three, share your sadness. It's okay to be sad about leaving. Don't feel like you have to keep all of this to yourself. I'm going to give a little quick example. So yesterday, you know how this is saying, grown men don't cry. That's ridiculous. Um, guys can cry too. People think guys can't cry. No, that's wrong. Um, before I was saying goodbye to this friend, I was telling myself, I don't, don't cry, Andrew. Don't cry. Don't be a wimp. But I had to share my sadness. I had to express my feelings. Um, not in a, like, a narcissistic way. I just It just came out naturally. Just tears came out naturally because just saying goodbye to a good friend. Um, so guys and girls out there, when you feel like you're about to cry, don't keep it to yourself. It's okay if you express it. Um, it's not embarrassing. If people make fun of you for it, so be it. They're not your, they're not your true friends to begin with. So it's okay to express your emotions. And don't underestimate or ignore your emotions. Embrace them, address them, and share them in order to overcome them. So that's the third point, share your sadness. And the fourth point, exit with grace. No matter what your situation, of, I mean, let me rephrase it. Of course, it's, if it's something extreme like harassment, then... This doesn't pertain to this. Don't leave in anger. Don't leave a sour taste in the mouths of those you're saying farewell to. Instead, leave with grace. Say goodbye to those who meant the most to you. Move forward to the present and do not dwell on negative interactions you have had in the past. This is the last time you see many of these people. So leave them with a positive impression of you. There you have it right there. Um, four tips um, for saying farewell. Saying farewell to your friends, relatives, grandparents, and your parents and your family. Four tips. And hopefully that helps me out. Hopefully it helps you guys out, out here listening. Okay, moving on. Um, I'm going to move to... I want to end on a happy note, so I guess i got to talk about the tough subject right now. Um... It's depression. Um, how to deal with depression in college. And the reason why I'm doing this is because I'm going to be a rising freshman in college. And I know many of my listeners out here are also the same age as uh, me. Actually, my friends. So they're going to be in college too. Um, and I know this is a real thing. And I know there's a process, just according to numbers, that one of my friends could have this. So I'm doing this so I can help one of my friends out. One, if one of my friends don't, doesn't get it, that's great. But someone out there is going to get this. And all I want to do is just help people out. So what is college depression? Um, it isn't a specific diagnosis. It's depression that happens during college. 
Depression is a mood disorder that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest for at least two weeks or longer. It's not just a bout of the blues or a sign of weakness. And you can't just simply snap out of depression. And another common question is, why are college students vulnerable to depression? College students face challenges, pressures, and anxieties that can cause them to feel overwhelmed. They might feel homesick. Often for the first time in their lives, they're living on their own without any limits on their sleep schedules, the food they choose to eat, and how much time they spend on activities such as video games or social media. They're adapting to new schedules and workloads, adjusting to life with roommates, and figuring out how to belong. Money and intimate relationships also can serve as a major source of stress. Dealing with these challenges during the transition from adolescence to adulthood can trigger or unmask depression during college and some young adults. And you might ask, how can I recognize college depression? And this in my overlap with depression in general. And the main causes and the main things you can recognize is if you're always sad or anxious in college, might be a hint towards depression. These emotions usually pass within a few days though, but depression affects how a person feels, thinks, and behaves. It could lead to a variety of emotional and physical problems. Signs and symptoms that a student might be experiencing depression during college are the following. Right, first one is feelings of sadness, tearfulness, emptiness, or hopelessness. Irritability, frustration, even angry outbursts out of proportion to the situation. Loss of interest or pleasure in most or all normal activities, such as hobbies or sports. Sleep disturbances, including insomnia or sleeping too much. Tiredness and lack of energy. That even small tasks take extra effort. Changes in appetite. Often reduced appetite and weight loss, but increased cravings for food and weight gain in some people. Negative changes in academic performance. Unexplained physical problems such as back pain or headaches. Anxiety, agitation, or restlessness. Feelings of worthlessness or guilt. Fixating on past failures or blaming yourself for things that aren't your responsibility. Trouble thinking, concentrating, making decisions, and remembering things. Frequent or recurrent thoughts of death, suicidal thoughts, suicide attempts, or suicide. And those are very tough things to say, but I really hope that if one of you guys, I'm out here listening, if you feel one of these symptoms, please. Seek help. Seek help. You're not in this alone. 
That's what the devil wants you to think, that you're on all this alone, that you're the worst person alive, and that nobody's there to help you. No, that's not true. Somebody's going to have somebody out there, probably in the big college campus you probably have, is probably going to have the same things you're feeling. If you two talk about it, if you meet that person and talk about it, trust me, you guys are going to help both. You guys are going to help one another out. Um, and another common question is, how can I help prevent college depression? And there's no really good way to prevent depression during college. Um, but scientists emphasize the importance of good night's sleep. And that too little sleep can contribute to depression. Um, and also a big amount of, if you, um, let me try to say this right, um, too much social media um, cause sadness and depression, anxiety, and especially using that at night because that will interfere um, with sleep. So there you have it right there. Um, symptoms of college depression and if you do have college depression or depression in general i know i'm not a doctor i'm not a therapist but i'm just researching um extra researching so i don't say the wrong things um so here are some tips for dealing with depression in college first one is practice mindfulness exercises um mindfulness can be defined as staying aware and conscious in the present moment. While it sounds simple, being mindful is not easy. It can take a great deal of practice to develop the ability to be conscious and connected in the present moment. College students may find themselves managing so many different commitments at a time that they have a hard time staying focused without thinking about what they need to do next. And it can seem almost impossible to imagine staying in the present moment when managing frequent distractions on our on our ever-present phones. However, there's hope because there are many ways to go about learning about and practicing mindfulness exercises, such as meeting with a therapist, um, reading different mindfulness books, and doing mindfulness exercises. For instance, I'm reading this book called The Mindful Catholic. It's a really good book. Gives me exercises, gives me tips, and has helped me cope with anxiety. Um, and retreats can also help as well. Second point is spend time in nature. Um, even And it shows that a 30-minute walk in a green setting, other than nature in general, has been shown to have an impact. Many college campuses are located in beautiful settings with easy access to walking or hiking trails. Finding time to sneak away even once a week could have a significant impact on your mental health. And if you're in a school in a big city where you don't get much connection to nature, it may be even more important for you to find time to make a trip to the country, the coast, or the mountains every once in a while just to get a dose of what nature has to offer. So, spend time in nature. Nature therapy, as I said. Third one, exercise. Exercise has countless physical health benefits, such as strengthening your heart, lowering blood pressure, reducing body fat, and improving strength. 
Exercise has also been shown to have numerous mental health benefits, including reducing stress, anxiety, and depression. Conscience can also benefit from the impact that exercise has on the brain, including improved memory and thinking skills. But if getting to the gym feels like too much to start with, simply walking to class rather than taking the bus or driving could give you the emotional boost you need. Reports say that walking for 30 minutes three to four times a week can improve your mood and that even if a 20-minute power walk at lunchtime is all you manage after six weeks, it can be comparable to a course of psychotherapy. When you exercise, you should produce endorphins, which leads to increased feelings of well-being. So it doesn't matter what you do as long as you get your heart rate. Exercise can be anything that you enjoy doing. So if you don't feel like hitting the gym or going for a run, then call a friend and go for a walk or get a group of friends together for to pick up ball or um, some ultimate frisbee. Connecting with friends while walking or playing a game would take your mind off the exercise and give you the added benefit of social support. Another point, strengthen your social connections. Going to college often means moving away from friends and family and starting a new life in a new town or city and meeting all new people. This can be very hard and overwhelming at first. Putting time and energy into meeting new people and developing friendships is important for your mental health. There are many ways that students can strengthen their social connections, such as putting together a study group for a class you enjoy or one you find really hard that stresses you out. Um, set a time with your roommates for a weekly dinner, or maybe go on a date with somebody. Join an online camp, join an um, campus club or intramural sports team, or find a campus organiza- organization that promotes community service and connect with others while giving back to the community. So that's a point right there, strengthening your social connections. And the last point, or another point, is improve your nutrition. Everyone knows that when you eat well, you feel well. However, when you're in college, it can be very hard to find the time to eat, let alone the time to shop for, prep, and cook healthy foods. But eating healthy doesn't have to be hard or overwhelming. Even the simple act of trying to add more healthy, nutrient-rich foods into your diet will cancel out some of the other less helpful foods. Another point is improve your sleep habits. Um, sleep is very critical to your mental health and learning how to prioritize and get good sleep is a very important life skill. And I've talked about that on my last podcast on how to basically over, um, on the overall subject of sleep. Another point, avoid drug and alcohol use. And because drinking in college, even underage drinking has become... Um, kind of normal now. Um, and it's very important for conscience to understand the potential negative health impacts of drug and alcohol use in college. Students who are experiencing symptoms of depression could benefit from avoiding drug and alcohol use. So alcohol, substance abuse, and depression often go hand in hand. Frequently, people who are struggling with depression will turn to drugs or alcohol for help relaxing getting the mind off of things, having fun, or to forget about their troubles. 
Most colleges and universities are starting to recognize the negative impact that drug and alcohol use has on their students and their campus culture and are working hard to reduce substances abuse and provide support to students who are struggling. So that's a point right there, avoid drug and alcohol use. And those are all my notes for tips for dealing with depression um, in college. So moving on from that, I know that might be very hard, especially for some people listening who actually have this. Um, hopefully, I hope that helps you. All right, moving on to a more happy subject. 10 ways to make friends in college. Here we go. Be yourself. No matter which college you go to, there will be people who share your interests and personality. It's important that you let your personality shine through so that your friends will be drawn to who you are as a person. Number two, use the dorm to your advantage. Dorms are filled with other college freshmen going through similar experiences, eager to make friends. Many dorms have common rooms where events are organized simply to help freshmen meet other freshmen. Number three, be interesting. In order to stick out in the crowd, it helps to have something unique, um, like a personality trait or a hobby. So just be interesting. Don't um, usually icebreakers. Um, when you play the icebreaker game, usually one of the questions are like, what is something most people don't know about you? So that's when it usually comes that, wow, this person's interesting. So be interesting. Um, moving on. Um, four, do extracurriculars. Um, just do it. Don't care about people judging you. Um, at the end of the day, it's about you. It's about your success and it's about you having fun and doing something you love with others creates a special bond, something to talk about. Number five, try to know a little about everything. Um, it is impossible to predict what people you'll meet, what conversations you have. Knowing about the things people talk about can prepare you for any introduction. So an example is you may not know the MVP um, of the 2019 NFL football season, but it may help to know what football is. Number six, find common ground. Similar experiences, shared hobbies, and other mutual interests can bring people together and make conversations much more interesting. Number seven, eat meals with people. College is no different um, than places and cultures throughout the world. A meal is a great way to get closer to a new friend or chat with an old one. Number eight, ask the usual questions. It's a really good idea to have some basic small talk questions ready for use at all times. Like, where are you from? Um, how are you liking college so far? What classes are you taking? What dorm are you in? Like that. Ask the usual questions. So, and mentally prepare that before you meet somebody. Because you don't want to meet somebody and it's just that awkward no talk moment. Or takes you forever to think of a question because you're already anxious and awkward. And it takes double amount of time to think of something in those search situations. So think of those questions 
beforehand and mentally prepare those questions before you meet somebody new. Number nine, invite people to do normally solitary activities. Perhaps you work out or play pick-up basketball every day. So why not invite a friend to share um, in the fun, um, to share uh, weights with you or to play some pickup ball with? So invite people to do the activities you love so you can get closer with that person. And the last one, and probably the most important, be nice. While fawning or being a people pleaser may be a step too far, it's important to care about your friends. They will notice your attitude and will be more likely to mirror it back toward you. And that is the last tip right there. Be nice. And that's the golden rule in the Bible is do unto others as they would do unto you. So there you have it. Um, ways to make friends in college, especially as a freshman. But um, thank you for listening to the Late Night Facts of Backs podcast. Remember to reach out to me at latenightfactsofbacks at gmail.com and on Twitter at Late Night Facts. Um, thank you for listening to some facts before you go to bed. Um, hopefully this podcast helps a certain age group out on how to properly say goodbye in a positive fashion and how to avoid depression in college and how to gain friends easily in college. All right, guys, Bax is out. Good night.